Welcome to this week's episode. I'm Frank, Custom Life. I'm Brian with Grinder TV. And this is The Drop. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And we're just getting right into it. Yeah, everything's good. Your video recording, your audio recording. Video's recording, audio's recording. The little dog is in here so they don't bark outside. Everything's good. I know. We have to do this like when our wives aren't home. The second Chelsea pulls up, the dog hears Chelsea. Yeah. And just goes crazy. Yeah. So what's going on? Well, we're talking about today's episode. And in today's episode, we're talking about social media. How we use it, how, you know, we utilize it to, you know, make our businesses go and... um how I guess I really think just like how it kind of affects everything, just like we were talking about. Um, I don't know if it's going to go into the actual episode, but we were just talking about how we sometimes forget to do things like when we upload this episode, um, you know, we should, we were sharing it on our personal Instagrams and not sharing it on the drop official Instagram. And there's just so many little things that we have to take into consideration when we try to, to make all of this kind of work together. Yeah, because we're essentially branding the drop, not branding Grinder TV. We're not branding Custom Life. We do that separately, but we utilize those channels to still share the drop, mm-hmm. just like we use the drop to still share our, like our giveaways. You yeah, know? It, I think it's all like uh, it's all kind of like a, it's like a melting pot of stuff. It's like all yeah. of these things fit together. It's kind of like when someone asked me. This actually just happened to me the other day. So you know, I'm out there you know, doing my parent thing with other parents and you get the inevitable question, like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I mean, simply put, I just make t-shirts and I go to car shows and I sell them. That's the simple way to say it, yeah. but kind of more co- the complicated, uh, hold on. <laughs> what is going on? Sorry. What was that? <laughs> That's my little dog. I have this <laughs> new is that puppy. The, the dog you guys stole? Well, (laughs) no, that's not the dog we stole. It's the dog that we might have purchased stolen. Oh, you definitely, you didn't steal the dog. No, we did not steal the dog, but unbeknownst to us, it might have been stolen after you pointed out a few facts of how the deal went down. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's very funny. (laughs) Again, you know, last episode we were talking about, you know, how funny things happen and funny things like that happen to me all the time. And that is like another like sitcom episode is Frank buys a stolen dog. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, that's the stolen dog. And it was just making a bunch of noise. Likes to play with water bottles. It's weird. Anyway, you were doing the the parenting thing. Start over there. Okay. So. Where, where, where can I, I need to retrain my, my thought here. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm at doing the softball thing, you know, with other parents and, um, the inevitable question I always get asked, like when I'm out in the world with not with people who don't really know what, what we do or what I do is like, what do you do? And, you know, for other people, it's pretty easy. Like I work in construction or I'm a plumber or I have an office job. So when it comes to me, they ask me like, I the, the simple way to put it is I just make t-shirts and I sell them at car shows. Yeah. But the more complicated a- answer to that is we have this like multi-level branding company. Yeah. And that's, and that's a really good way to put it. And we've said this before is we're not necessarily like in the apparel business. We're not necessarily in the media business, so to speak. We are in the branding business and that's what we do. And that's sort of like ties into today's to today's topic of using social media to, to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's, um, yeah. What are you? Are you a YouTuber? Are you this? Are you that? But it's definitely, there's really no like one thing that it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it all melts together. So I guess the, we should start this conversation with kind of like our experience throughout this whole thing, like doing this, uh, for as long as we've been doing it, utilizing social media for as long as we have, like sort of like the beginnings. And I was thinking about this yesterday as I was preparing for this episode, it's it, you and I are interesting cause we're kind of like not at two different spectrums, but we are in two different places as far as, uh, like, our you our social media careers because if you go look at our uh our um like our instagram and our youtube i only have about 5600 followers on instagram and i have about 15,000 uh subs on uh youtube you have quite a lot more i don't know exactly what the numbers are i do know that on youtube you have about 70k correct yeah so but it, it, what's interesting is is and this is what got me thinking about it is it's almost we're on almost on the same plane, even though those numbers are so far apart. I feel like we're still like kind of on the same plane. Yeah, because it, it, if you look at the view counts, you know what I mean. They're not much different. So mm-hmm. I remember back in I started my YouTube channel in two thousand nine, the end of two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I don't know, I forgot. But um, I remember getting like all so all those subscribers from back then. Are, are they even on YouTube anymore? You know what I mean? So people that subscribed back to my channel between 2010 and 2015, Mm -hmm. it was about 50,000. It was about 40,000 or so. Oh, really? Oh, so you gained most of those followers early on. Well, I gained, um, I I would have to go back and look, but I'm saying, I'm just giving a rough example. I think it was like 40,000 the first um, five or six years. Oh, I see. But those subscribers early on are, they might not even be on YouTube anymore. That's a good point. Because I had a guy on TikTok today say, oh, I remember when Grindr TV um, came out on YouTube, I used to watch their videos. And I, and I replied and I said, we're still on YouTube. And he goes, I'm just not in the car scene anymore, so I don't watch anything. Oh, interesting. So That's- it's not the number count, um, that 70-something thousand, I'm never going to get the, that, all those subscribers to watch because they cycle in and out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, uh, the, that, those numbers really don't, mean much in the grand scheme of things because it's it's like you have x amount of uh followers on instagram or x amount of whatever you're only going to get a certain percentage of those actually reacting to your content yeah yeah and you know it's uh that's what i've kind of realized and actually in the past like maybe year or so a couple years to be completely honest with you like all of these numbers are kind of like arbitrary like they really don't mean a whole lot it's the the metric of success, I think someone who's looking at it from an outside, the metric, the metric of success is how many subs do you have? How many views do you get per video? Um, and then you can get into like the really nuts and bolts of it, like the retention time and how, you know, mm. like how long people are watching and, and now, where they're exiting out. Um, well, hold on. But my point is, is like I've realized, not lately, but just recently, that the metric of success for me personally, like those numbers do mean something, obviously, because that's what kind of keeps the whole thing going when the algorithm, and that's all the technical part of it. But the metric of success for me is when we go to a show and people come up to the booth and they talk about our videos and they compliment us and they 
purchase merch. Like to me, that's the metric of success. Like, yeah. And I was going to say that it's uh, the metric of success is different for different people because the word success is all relative because those numbers matter. Those numbers are more important because if you're looking for any type of sponsors, any type of ads or ad revenue from, from a third parties, you know what I mean? Not YouTube and stuff. That's when those numbers come into play. And if you want to really look at, if you want to key the term success, you're going to be more successful the more money you bring in essentially, right? Like mm -hmm. in, in my mind, if I go to a car show and I make $10,000 versus $2,000, I'm more successful. Yeah. So if I'm, if my numbers are higher and I'm able to bring in more money from, from advertisers and stuff, then my, then it's more successful. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that part, but yeah. like, uh, you know, when I was learning about YouTube and trying to like utilize it the best I could and like listening to all different podcasts and reading articles on, on how to best utilize it, uh, an underlying theme of all those, of all that advice is, is I think someone who wants to start a YouTube channel, like just a normal dude who just says, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. You know, a lot of the things that are geared to them say, okay, well, you know, first you need to figure out what your niche is, like what you're going to make videos about. You know, in our case, it's like trucks and stuff like that and, and custom cars, you know, but some for some people, it's like photography or like um, unboxings and stuff like that. So they're say so the advice is first start with a theme, which we have. That's what we do. We do trucks and stuff. And then the second thing is and they, they kind of a lot of these articles and, and people who give advice push this is like you can't completely re be reliant on YouTube ad revenue and like trying to make money that way. And ultimately what you need at the end of the day is a product, you know, like all this really successful. I mean, yeah, there's YouTubers out there who have millions of views and, and they can just really just live off of that, just the ad revenue. But there's almost like I consider it like the working class of, of YouTube and social mm -hmm. media. And I consider, you know, at least from my perspective and I, and I think you too, like we're the working class, you know, yeah, YouTubers and stuff like that. Again, I'm not saying relying on ad revenue as a, as a whole, but if you can, if you can have the more subscribers you have, the more followers you have on Instagram, the more you can charge for, to advertise third party. I see what you're saying. Oh, you see okay. what I'm saying? Oh, you're looking so, at it from a perspective of building something and then having, I see what you're saying, sponsors. Because then, like then you become partners with other companies. Mm -hmm. Those other companies are going to push your business too. Mm -hmm. So it all, it's, it's, it's all, I look at this, like I'm a very lazy social media YouTuber person because there are so many tools out there that I'm not using mm -hmm. that I could be. Yeah. And it's just like we were talking. I don't, I'm not, I don't think it's going to make it in the, the podcast from the beginning here. We were having a conversation before we started recording was when the episodes, like when we drop a podcast on Monday, you, you um, shared that and advertise it on the custom life Instagram. Mm -hmm. We need to advertise it on the drop Instagram. Right. Because we need to build that. And then we we can also advertise it on the Grinder TV and the Custom Life, but we cannot just not do that. And then we can't just do it Monday and then forget about it until the next episode drops. Mm -hmm. We have to go in there and, and each day or every other day. I mean, the episodes are an hour long. So if we take 30 seconds over five or six days and constantly push that content, it's just going to grow the numbers, which means when we actually go and look for a sponsor for the podcast, it's going to look better that if we have... 1500 Instagram followers versus 200. Yeah. And that's you know? a, and that's a really good uh, segue into just how this is like a, a job. 
<laughs> to to remember to do all these things mm. and to be successful at branding on social media, you have to be like uh, on it all the time. You well, have not to even be- all the time because like when I like okay for example like when I'm doing the teasers and stuff, I'm I took I did those in like in in one day. You know what I mean? And so I had them just ready to to go. Mm-hmm. So essentially, yeah, it's it is you have to be, but you can do that in like one day or one hour you don't have to go revisit the episode the right before you're going to post it it's just it's almost like it's almost like planning and we've talked about this before after i edit and and and, uh like a youtube video like mini truck nats it sucks because i don't want to like i spent so long editing that video oh yeah i don't want to go back and like make teasers yeah i just i'm done with it i just want to put it away but we have to like you have to be in that mindset of no, your job is not done yet. Yeah. And like you well, said, it, it's a job. So yeah. your our job is not done this when we publish that YouTube video. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I was sort of saying. Yeah. It's like that's what I meant by it's it's kind of relentless, is because you have to take in it like you kind of said it that that you consider yourself like a lazy social media yeah. uh, person. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like if I if, but and the thing is is like you know what the what it takes to be successful you just have to push yourself to do it like <laughs> yeah. you, what it would be is like you know posting two or three times a day on instagram and then tiktok and then you know uh going on youtube and like it's it's that's what i'm talking about is like that's the relentless part about it is yeah you can curate the content you know after it doesn't take long to curate the content but where the uh not skill but where the 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 work comes in is taking that and doing it every single day, multiple times a day. Yeah. And the most successful, you know, uh, social media presence out there, that's what they do. They all day they're they're thinking about, you know, okay, I posted that. What's the next thing I'm gonna post? Yeah. When am I gonna post it? You know? Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where I, I'm I'm trying to get better, like on my Instagram reels and the TikTok mm-hmm. stuff. I'm trying to post one a day because I mean, I've been filming videos for 10 plus years. I got the content. I just need mm-hmm. to actually get it out there. And the, but then I'm like, ah, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Like, uh, or you don't get like, you'll get like 300 views and you're like, oh, why am I going to do this? And it was kind of like that little rant I was going on at the end of the last episode. It's just like, why am I going to put all this work into this and just to get X amount of views? Yeah. You know, it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it kind of kicks you in the gut sometimes. And then you'll get one that gets a bunch of views and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But and it, at the same uh, time, it's kind of, it's very funny how we talk like this. Because if you if you're not doing what we do, which is you know heavily on social media and, and pushing our brands and stuff like that, this all seems a little silly. Like if you really think about it, like mm-hmm. we're going after views and likes and follows. It seems all a little bit like uh, narcissistic kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it, it that's it's just what it, the the truth is mm-hmm. for people who casually consume our content. You know, to them it's it's like foreign all of the work that goes into it. And it and like I said, it almost seems silly if you talk to someone who's not involved in any of this, and you start, you know, talking like that. The people are gonna be like, "What are you talking? You're what do you mean TikTok?" And like yeah. you're 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 bummed out that you didn't get enough likes on your video. Yeah. You know, it, it like listening to it, trying to be, you know, listening to it objectively. It also um, sa- it also sounds a bit, um, I don't want to say juvenile. No, that that's that's a fair yeah, thing to because, say. Because I am so, like, I love making YouTube videos and and things like that and, like, actually thought out videos, like mini movies or mini films and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. 
And then I go on TikTok and I'm just like, I'm not going to like succumb to the trends just yeah. to just to get numbers. I I can't because then you're just then you're not, then you're just changing for the for the social media thing, you know what I mean? And TikTok's going to go away eventually. Mm-hmm. And there'll it, be something just, else that replaces it. It'll be it. just like yeah, they're they're already trying to remove it from the Apple and the uh Apple Store and stuff. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, the federal communicate the FCC is like requesting that uh, that TikTok be removed. Huh. Yeah, there's That's like interesting. A, yeah, it's a bunch of stuff with China and all this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have heard of that. Yeah, I yeah. But this is more. That. It's like it's more recent, and they're getting kind of pretty serious about it. So it's yeah. like, and that goes back to what you said. If you're you can't just rely solely on one thing. Remember when Vine was the thing? It's like seven second videos. Right. There's a there's an entire. Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix or YouTube or whatever, but about all these Vine creators who made oh really a bunch of money, uh-huh. and that's all they did. They quit their jobs. They quit going to school, whatever. And they just were like, oh, this is easy money. And then all of a sudden Vine went away. Yeah. And they were like, what do I do now? You know, it's interesting because uh, we are looking at it from kind of like not a different perspective, but a different. So for someone, for a young person, all of this makes perfect sense and it's easy to do. And, you know, you were, you were saying, you said earlier about it kind of being juvenile. Well, you know, we are on the other side. Not, I don't know how to quite put it on the other. We're like of the elder side of it. Mm-hmm. So for us, maybe it's a little harder for us to adapt mm-hmm. to that stuff. So when we see stuff like that and we go like, well, that's kind of silly, but someone who's, you know, half our age looks at it and they, they can see sort of the, the, um, what's the word? Like they can see the usefulness of it, mm-hmm. you know, and they know how to utilize it. So something that looks silly to us, you know, they're just like, Oh no, I know, I know exactly how to utilize this. And mm-hmm. those are the ones who you, you hear about just, you know, being extremely successful mm-hmm. at all this stuff. Oh yeah. Big time, big time. And so like, I, I kind of felt like I, I like just my personality uh, is just, I like being goofy. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's easy for me to do. Like talking about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it when it, when you use the funny sounds and it's kind of entertaining and you're kind of goofy. Like I'm not going to go as far as like doing the TikTok dances and stuff like that. Why not? But I do. Well, because I, I mean, I if you're going to do guess, it, do it. I know. Well, that, well, that's a good point because, you know, that's what I exactly what I was talking well, I about. We're looking at it from a different lens. Yeah. But you also can't just if you're going to do it, you can't have to do it mm-hmm. like you. Those people that are that are getting those views or or that income or those, um, you know, I, there's this one girl on TikTok and she made a YouTube, she has a YouTube as well. And she made a YouTube video about her income and where it breaks down from mm-hmm. and her most of her income is from sponsors it's not from the revenue mm-hmm. and the pro- and then it goes back to people aren't going to spot those sponsors only look at numbers mm-hmm. so if you're like yeah i, I have two thousand followers but you know everyone likes me and says i'm good that they're not don't care you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they see it. well and that's the exact point that i was trying to make is like if you go into all of this expecting to, you you hear the stories, you hear the stories of a YouTuber who has 2 million subs and he's pulling down a hundred grand a month doing this stuff. Just, it's it, just purely through ad revenue. You're talking about like zero, zero, one percent of, I mean, mm-hmm. there are billions of people on you. Well, maybe not billions, but more, hundreds of millions of people on YouTube. And the ones who are like that are a very, very small percentage. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. that's what exactly what I was talking about. So if you were to utilize it and you, were able to get sponsors or have your own product. See, to me, I think the sponsors are great, but, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. 
but I've always thought this, the sponsors are great, but it's, I, I, and I've never had a sponsor to anybody to tell me this, but I've always felt like you were almost not being controlled, but you are letting someone else have a say in your content. So let's say you're creating content Mm -hmm. and you get a, you get a big sponsor and they come in, they're like, great. We love your numbers. You know, we want to sponsor you. And then you start creating content and then they're like, Hey, you know, we kind of didn't like how you said this. Well, you there's know. two, there's, there's different levels to that. Do you feel controlled by liquid death? No. Okay. So that just answered your question. There you go. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's, um, there are, it, it, there, again, there's different levels to it. So there's corporate sponsors like liquid death or, um, those wallets or, or whatever, you know, but mm-hmm. some, a lot of sponsors just want you to talk about it and, and mm-hmm. your experience, they don't give you a script. And if they give you a script, you could just say no, mm. you know? Um, so there's like a lot like podcasts, for instance, if you listen to the first 10 minutes of a podcast, it's, it's ad reads. Yeah. So if you ever pay attention, some of those comedians like Bill Burr or whoever, they'll, they'll do their own commercial and cuss and all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. because that sponsor has told them you can do whatever you want. And right. then there's some that are reading from a script and those sponsors have said, no, you have to read from a script. So mm-hmm. you essentially can control whatever sponsor it is, but you're mm-hmm. not even going to get the offer of to do that unless you're you busting your butt numbers. And you mm-hmm. can, you can almost compare like that, that, um, the popular YouTubers, like you were saying that bring in all that money to like, mm-hmm. um, baseball. So you've got little leagues, you've got softball. And then if you, it, what's your percentage of making it to a major league baseball player? Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. those guys that are bringing in all that money are major league baseball players. Yeah, in the and that, again, scene. that's like a, a very very small percentage. Yeah, and that goes kind of into the income of YouTube. It, so many people have come up to me and said, "Hey, I want to start a YouTube channel. I think this or shops. Hey, I want my shop to be have a YouTube channel. Um, I've had shops come to me and offer me their YouTube revenue and trade for me filming for their shop. Oh, interesting. And I told them no because you guys don't understand how long it takes to make even a little bit of money, mm-hmm. you know? So, and the amount of work that goes into producing a video. If you're, if you, you have to make a video every single day, if you mm-hmm. want to do that or, or two a week or three a week or whatever. And people think that, Oh, just because, you know, a kid unwrapping toys is making a million dollars or Cletus McFarlane is making all this money. Like they're getting so many views. It's not even funny. So, yeah, it's, well, it's 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 hard to compare yourself to any of those. Yeah, and that's kind of that's another uh, good point to bring up is like comparing yourself to other creators. Yeah, you know that's a like a, that's a thing too. That's a that's a real thing. And you know, I found myself throughout the years, you know, following other people. I I love supporting people. Yeah, I want to start off by saying that I I love supporting people and I I like building others up because I always say whenever somebody comes to me. And they seem a bit, you know, hesitant to say like, oh, I want to start a YouTube channel. Like I'm going to be like, oh, no, you know, be apprehensive about it or anything. The the Internet is so vast and large that there is room for everybody. So it's like you and I and and I'll get back on topic here, but I just want to go off on this a little bit. Like, again, when I talk to people who don't understand what we do and I kind of get a little more into it. So I first start off with saying, well, I make T-shirts and I go to car shows and I sell them. And then I get a little deeper, like, well, we do create videos when we go to these shows and post them on YouTube and utilize social media. And then as we get farther into the conversation, if we get that far, then I said, oh, I, you know, I travel with my friend. We travel all over the country. We go to these different car shows. And they said, well, what does he do? I said, well, 
exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're like, well, you, so you travel with somebody, um, selling basically the same merchandise, mm-hmm. going to the same shows and making the same videos. Like you don't find that like problematic. Like, you know, it's like you're working with your competition and number one, no, because like I said, the internet is so vast. Mm-hmm. And when we create stuff, someone, an, an average watcher isn't going to be just watch one thing and they're mm-hmm. like, this is my brand and yeah. all this, all I'm going to watch. They're going to watch yeah. everything. Yeah. It's so not- it's not even an issue because sometimes we'll run into that issue too. Like we'll go and then, you know, sometimes we'll get in each other's way or like, we'll kind of get the same footage, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because people will watch it. Yep. They'll watch all of it. Well, it's not like TV. So TV, you have your Monday through Friday shows, that sitcoms or whatever that you watch. And you only have time to watch, you know, if you're watching an hour long show at one or two a night. And with YouTube, the, everything's 10 minutes, 10 minutes or 15 minutes or five minutes. You're not just going to watch something that's five minutes long and be like, and that's it. And there are also mm-hmm. these, these creators, very few are uploading every day. Mm-hmm. So you don't go home and have a schedule of, oh, oh I only watch these people because that's all I have time for you watch mm-hmm. so there is there's plenty there's a plenty of space out there to support everybody right and i, I want to touch back on that topic but i want to finish my thought about like um comparing yourself to other creators mm-hmm. and it's a very it, it happens it happens subtly but then you find yourself like obsessing about it mm-hmm. like i'll see other creators out there you know posting more than me like mm-hmm. posting every single day where i'm not posting every day them gaining more followers than i do and i think just as like part of the like human condition, you start to, you know, get jealous, I think is, is a, oh, yeah, a yeah. one way to put it, yeah, you know, get, je- get jealous or like, you know, feel inferior stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it's a pretty old adage that, um, you know, you can't compare your, your life reel to someone else's highlight reel. Cause that's essentially what all this is. We're just, what we post on social media is the best representation of us. It's our, it's us at our best. Mm-hmm. It's us traveling and having fun. And, you know, like, uh, someone seeing us go from Phoenix and then get to, you know, North Carolina and then go to yeah. Hattie B's like that, that looks great. But what they didn't see was the three o'clock in the morning blurry eyed trying to stay on the freeway, you know, like, so it's, it's easy to happen to, to get caught up in that comparing yourself to other creators and, you know, something that, that I still struggle with sometimes. I I struggle with it. I struggle with it all the time. I'll see someone post a video and it's getting a lot of views or, or a newcomer to the scene, Mm -hmm. you know, someone new going out there in video and you're like, man, they're pretty good. You know, and they they're getting mm-hmm. a lot of a, a lot of traction and stuff. But again, you have to kick that mindset out and just support these people because, in the end, we can all help each other out. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's kind of what it comes down to because you don't know uh, where along the line, not necessarily someone, not you're not banking to like that they're going to help you do something, but just being uh, it kind of go, it goes back to what I was saying. My core belief of this whole thing is just be kind to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, be kind, be accepting, and just, you know, coexist in this space. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, a, there's I, plenty and, of space to coexist. Oh, for sure. And especially in this like digital realm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, and it's always expanding and it's always growing. So, yeah. So I have to, I, I do have to, to tell myself that all the time. And I just have to be like, okay, just focus and just focus on what you're doing. Cause mm-hmm. that's basically all you can do. You can just, you have to focus on what you're doing. And that's it. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, because we all end up doing something a little bit different, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh, and kind of this that reminded me of what we were talking about earlier about this whole 
Um, you know, that I think that's where that mentality comes from is is back in the day about sitting at, sitting at home on a particular day at a particular time to watch what you want to watch. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. And um, I'm going to bring this up because you had brought up that you wanted to expand on a little bit more. But now you were talking about going from making like longer form YouTube videos to like making shorter YouTube videos because, you know, maybe that that'll work better or like whatever your thoughts were on that. Cause I have a thought on that too. And then, you know, I'll, you can explain yours. Like, um, to me, YouTube has changed in a way that it went from, I'm kind of the opposite thinking that it used to be like a short form thing that like five minute videos, 10 minute videos, someone could like crank out, like watch on their break or watch on lunch, you know? But to me, like it's evolved a little bit to where now, YouTube videos are much longer. Like I'm find myself watching 15, 20, 30 minute videos or more, sometimes up to an hour. And I think the reason it's changed is because TikTok and Instagram stories uh, and Snapchat to a certain degree, I don't do Snapchat too much, but have filled that, that quick void. Like that's easy. That's quick consumption. Like you can scroll through, you know, an hour's worth of uh, 30 minutes or an hour's worth of TikToks really, really fast. But now someone is going to want to sit down and actually invest some time into watching a, a long form YouTube video. Yeah. And I agree with that to an extent because there's some videos that I watch that are longer than the longer than the others, but you have to hold the attention span of somebody. So, mm -hmm. and YouTube will tell you if you're doing that, if your retention mm -hmm. is going down after eight minutes or your, your, your average retention is nine minutes, then making 30 minute videos is a waste of your time. Yeah, that's true. And that's, that's where I was going with that rant was, if people are only going to watch 10 minutes, I'm only going to make 10 minutes. It, it, if I'm not, I mean, and sometimes I'll make longer videos. It all depends on, on the, on the content that I'm making. Yeah. Because like, I remember you saying that before, like the minion ass video. So when you came out of the minion ass video, I was expecting like a 10 minute video, but it was the same length as my video, which I thought was a long video. Yeah. And I, that's because that sh there's so much to that event. Yeah. That it, yeah. It's that, hard to tell in just a, a few minutes. Yeah, it is. But you could also make a 10 minute video out of that show, just move it along faster. And that goes mm -hmm. back to the, you know, the editing and stuff like that. I like to edit slow. I like to tell a story. Mm -hmm. I, if I'm going to edit it fast, like quick, 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 I'm going to put it on Instagram or TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like to kind of tell a story and, and I just hope that people see that, you know, they, I hope mm -hmm. that people aren't just like watching it and like not paying attention. They're just like watching it for the cars. I want them to watch it for the whole thing. Right. Cause not only the cars that the tell a story, but the music tells a story. The, mm -hmm. the music has to coincide with what you're watching, whether it's fast music or slow music. And that's why I try to use music with words in it and like actual songs, because I'm telling, I'm almost making a music video for the song as well as making a video for the show. Mm -hmm. it's hard for me just to use like just a beat that's continuous for whatever yeah. it's just re repeat 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 but sometimes it's and that's where my videos differ and that, again see we can go to the same event and we have two different mindsets and two different visions on how our video is going to be because my videos are since i i am very talkative to the camera and i'm sort of like guiding the viewer through this journey i don't need to to like music is also very important for me because it sets the mood like uh, not this year because this year the weather was beautiful in North Carolina. But last year it was one uh, Saturday or I forget what day it was. It was very gloomy and rainy. Mm. 
to, you can't have, throw in a poppy song and like bounce around. <laughs> yeah. You have to like set the mood for it's it's cold, it's dark. Exactly. And and but so yeah, so music is still a very important thing for storytelling. But where mine differs is is I am like literally guiding the viewer through our journey. I'm saying, yeah. hey, we're getting in the truck. Now we're driving here. Now we're out of the truck. Now we're out of the show. So it's like two different, definitely two different styles of storytelling. But it is still the same thing. It is still storytelling. It and is. even a, a, if it's a 30-minute YouTube video or if it's a 60-second TikTok, you still have to have that same mentality. You still have to tell a story. Yeah. You know, even like uh, for my personal example is like when I cut together the crew cut thing with Fester, like that tells a little story too. It tells a story of this machine that's like it starts off with no music and, it, and it's just the motor. So it, it tells this quick story about this machine that's loud and has no top with all these people sitting in it. And then it shows the cuts with the music of it just like actually working, mm-hmm. you know, and then at the end and I kind of made it like uh, at the end it did. A, you heard the motor again, which kind of just makes it loop again back into the motor that, you know, anyway, that's that's one part of it. But yes, s- telling a story is so, so very important for anybody creating anything. Um, but the only other thing that I wanted to talk about about that, about like the long form YouTube compared to like the shorter form, you know, high consumption TikToks and stuff like that. I'm noticing uh, some on, on social media, a lot of the people I follow will be like, okay, it's Monday. I'm tuning into this, uh, this channel because that's this person uploads every Monday or people do it with our, with this podcast too. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's Monday. It's time for the drop. So, you know, I think we're also changing into where maybe a couple of years ago it was sort of like just a hodgepodge of you know anything anytime you can watch it or consume it, but now it's turning into a thing where like people are kind of like reverting back. They're that's the day they sit down. Like I, I uh, follow this one person who every Monday they say, oh, it's they're going to watch Puddin' Fab. They're going to sit down with their significant other and watch this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people do it with like Finnegan stuff and you know and stuff like that. So maybe everything is kind of changing again because it's just like this ever evolving. Well, it goes back to what I was saying about the importance of doing things like having structure and, and all that stuff. Cause you can't just, what was I saying earlier is about like the importance of, Oh yeah. The importance of like uploading daily or uploading mm-hmm. every other day or not just uploading a teaser. That's day that podcast comes out, but mm-hmm. you got to remind people. So the day the podcast comes out, you upload the podcast and then in the afternoon you upload a teaser and then maybe not Tuesday, but Wednesday, you upload another teaser. Maybe not Thursday, but Friday, you upload another teaser. Because mm-hmm. you got to remind people that it was, it was, it was, it, the, that episode came out. And then you're also, yeah. that just brings up your numbers on Instagram and stuff. But, and that's where the, the dedication and the work comes in is, yeah. is doing all that stuff. Um, so I wanted to get your opinion on this because I had it written down. So yeah. we talk about, this whole thing about having to utilize these social media platforms to leverage views, to leverage, um, you know, basically our end goal is to sell more t-shirts, sell our product yeah. and stuff like that. When we could very easily like circumvent all that stuff and just open up a Patreon. <laughs> so like, how do you feel about that? The, like a lot of, uh, there are a lot of creators out there who do that. Um, Channel five, for example, I don't know if you know, our audience knows what that is. It's, it's a YouTube channel. It's like a it's like a, a documentary documentary like interview style channel. And what he'll do is he'll he has a Patreon and he'll drop you know content on there you know specialized content or not stuff for YouTube and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
I just want to get your thoughts on that. Oh, no, I think it's a, a lot of the, the channels that I watch have Patreons, too, where you get ad-free videos. You get uh, early releases. So if the videos release on Wednesday, you get to see it. The Patreon members get to see them on Monday. But mm -hmm. again, this goes back to not being lazy YouTubers. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we're not going to get people to pay to watch our stuff if we're mm -hmm. not creating stuff. That's, that's a very good point, yeah. So if you're not creating Instagram reels, Instagram stories, Instagram posts, and you're not spacing those out and promoting your channel, why is anyone going to pay to watch it? That's a good point. You have to create excitement and stuff like that. And I think if you... Patreons are good for... Or like if you can get that excitement of early releases or if you... Or podcasts have Patreons where they don't have ads. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just all how you want to create your income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And speaking about ads and revenue and all this stuff, I think that's a really, really good little point to, to say right now that we do both have websites. Mm -hmm. Mine is livelifecustom.com and yours is... Grinder-tv.com. And we have a bunch of merch on there for sale. We have t-shirts, uh, we have hats, we have all sorts of accessories. And right now we're in the middle of doing our legacy ragtop giveaway, which is every $5 you spend on either one of our sites gets you one entry into the drawing. Yep. And uh, we're giving away a, uh, like I said, a legacy sliding ragtop up to $500, excludes VWs and VW buses. Yeah. So go check out those websites and scoop up some merch. This goes back to us being lazy social media people and maybe lazy people in general. Because oh, we're not putting new merch on there. So our that's true. If we if our viewers, if we're like if we're trying to grow our viewer base, right? Which mm -hmm. is the goal, and these people go and buy t shirts, they've only they already bought those t shirts. We're not giving them anything more to buy. Mm -hmm. So creating these uh these giveaways that we're doing, we're almost kicking ourselves in 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 the teeth here. Because mm -hmm. we're not um we're not like uh okay, so we gave away a square tank. So say the guy buys a couple of t-shirts he's not going to buy those same t-shirts on the next giveaway right we're not creating new i talked to brandon and, um about this and just like we almost have to each giveaway fuel market yeah we almost have to each time we do a giveaway create a new piece of merch right um and that goes back to doing this full time <laughs> yeah doing it as a job and, yeah. and having that that mindset that yeah. of always producing stuff. No, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's um, I, I kind of right. want to transition into the the go after it versus the wait for it, because mm -hmm. I'm I've been such a a wait for it type thing. So I'll go mm -hmm. after it by by going to a show and filming. I come home and I edit the video, and then I wait for it. I wait oh, I, I wait for the views. I wait for the people to go. Oh, that was a cool video. I'm gonna go to his website and buy a shirt instead of like mm -hmm. the go after it where you're just like constantly. Yeah. Investing back into the, into the company. Yeah, no, for sure. I, yeah, no, I, I suffer from the same thing, which kind of brings up, uh, you know, through the underlying theme of this whole discussion has been sort of the challenges of using social media for yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the, the hardest things that I've found throughout this whole thing is you can create the content you can put it on these different platforms. And for me personally, and I think it's the same for you, the end goal is to get people off of those platforms and onto our website to purchase something. 
And to me, I have struggled with that for so long, that disconnect, mm-hmm. how to get these people off of here and bring them here to, to purchase something. Yeah. And I have, I struggle with it too, because I don't want to advertise stuff on Instagram, like, oh, go buy my shirts. I, I feel like I'm bothering people. But then you look at other su- way more successful YouTube channels or merch channels, and they're constantly posting their t-shirts or posting their merch. And I, it doesn't bother me when they do that, but I feel like I'm bothering people when I post that, that kind of stuff. I don't feel like I'm bothering when I post a truck or something like that. Cause I'm not asking them to buy anything. When I post a shirt, I'm like, Hey, look, we have these available. Please buy them basically. Yeah. I find, I find that the same thing. Like I, I, you said like bothering people. Like I almost feel like that sometimes, like I'm creating this content. I'm like, here's a cool truck. Here's a cool video. By the way, I have these shirts too. You know, that's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I want to go take pictures of the hats that I have out, out in the, in the garage and, and post them. But I'm like, I just feel like I'm bothering people. And I, and I, that's just an, an attitude that I have to, or we have to get over. Yeah. And we also like have to get over the, um, comparing ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff. It yeah. just, we just have to do it and not, and not feel like that. Right. And I, I'm, I like these conversations cause I, you know, and when we started this podcast, one of the things that we said is we're going to, we are very, you and I are very transparent. We're very honest with people. And this is an honest conversation. This is the things that we, um, we have to contend with almost every, well, yeah, almost every day doing what mm. we do. You know, there's just so much that, oh, excuse me. There's just so much that goes into it. All these fine little details. Yeah. So this is us just being extremely honest about what we do. (laughs) It is. And it's, we, this is the, this, this is good for us because it just gets these things out in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I, um, I want to go into a little bit of a thing about social media too. Hit me. Uh, about people resharing things. Uh huh. And, um, you know, I always say create original content, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of social media pages based on just resharing photos, resharing other people's videos. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they like they'll give you credit for it, which is fine because you're like, cool, just as long as my watermark is on there and you said photo buy or video buy, mm-hmm. Grinder TV or Custom Life. Because you're hoping that their followers maybe don't know about you. So they'll push followers to you, mm-hmm. right? And then they'll start watching your stuff. But the problem, I never really had an issue with it as long as no one changed like the music mm-hmm. on the video or changed the filters on the photos um, or tried to modify anything, right? One, it's illegal, but you don't want to be nitpicky about that, right? right? Um, and two, it's just annoying. Like it's not your... You didn't, if you want to make a video or something with your music, go ahead and do it. Don't take off of what we do, but things are changing now because Instagram is now paying people for reels. Mm-hmm. So just like you can monetize, uh, we monetize our YouTube channels and get paid for that. Now it's, you're being monetized through Instagram. So my, I'm creating a video for in, my Instagram reel that I'm counting on people to, to watch to create numbers, to create income. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone takes that video and shares it an hour after I shared mine, that's taking my views away from my channel. 
Are you saying in the sense of taking your video and re-uploading it onto their page or just simply sharing your video? No, no, no. On Instagram, if you, you could just share it onto your reel. Right. But, but so, that is, but isn't that still your, it's still no, coming that off goes your onto page. Their, that goes onto their reel. Oh, I see. Oh, so interesting. It, yeah. So say I made a video mm-hmm. and then you're like, that's a rad video. And you, and I, and you can take that and share it in your reel. So it takes views away from my page. Oh, interesting. And puts them on your page. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not a huge issue, but it is a little bit of an issue just because I'm, you take the time to edit these things. Mm-hmm. I want those people to come to my page. It sounds selfish and it sounds whatever. I, yeah. But no, I get it. I think we live in, a, in social media specifically, we live in like this ecosystem. And within mm-hmm. this ecosystem, we have creators like you and I who physically get in the truck, physically drive to places, film, edit, submit, and do all that. And then you have people in this ecosystem who take that and then reshare it on their own pages. And yeah. it, it is, yes, it is frustrating at times, but unfortunately that is just part of the ecosystem we live in. And we yeah. sort of have to, again, that like coexisting, we have to kind of coexist with that stuff. I feel no, like I get it. I, I, the, the thing with me is it's just like, um, on YouTube. Okay. If I upload a video, I, it's the, it's going to get the most views within the first week or so. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, it's going to, it's going to peak and then it's going to kind of tether off. So if, if someone, if you're out there and you have an Instagram page or if you have whatever, and you want to share someone's video, give them about a week and then reshare that video. Oh, okay. That's good advice. Because yeah, cause it's going to taper off and then it's kind of like when you, um, like when you post a video on your YouTube channel, if I share it on the Grinder page, the Facebook group, I will not share it the day you release it. Mm. I'm going to wait a day or two because I want that. I want your, your, your views to keep on, keep on a plane. I see. Because if everyone shares the video right away, boom, 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 boom. And then no one shares it a week from now. It oh, just, it's sort of like, uh, I see what you're saying. It's sort of already falling off. Yeah, and I think I kind of messed that up because I'm talking about a little bit of a two different things. But if you see a channel and you share want to share their video, if they just uploaded it, give it a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Let let their channel get the views. Let let them reap the rewards a little bit. And then right. if you want to share it, and it's cool that people tag and like, hey, go check out this channel. Go check out this page. We appreciate that, or I appreciate that mm-hmm. when someone shares something. But yeah, it kind of to touch on on what you were saying about like. Uh, the, having these other creators who, um, you know, kind of like just their, their whole page is just about reposting other people's stuff. I, I, like you said, I understand the sentiment behind it. The sentiment is like, okay, if I can go out and scour IG and find these creators and curate them in one place, then maybe, you know, um, it'll help those creators. Mm-hmm. And it kind of touches on what I was talking about, kind of getting uh, jealous or like uh, seeing other people, you know, other people be successful in this space. And that's where like I kind of get a, a little weird on it is because you, like you said, we're the ones who go out. We we will go. We travel the entire country collecting this content, editing these videos and putting them on the Internet. And then someone who's just sitting at their house scouring the internet collecting stuff putting it on a page and being very very successful at it mm-hmm. you know and i understand like you can't complain about it you know like it's no because they're they serve a purpose too it, like i said it's part of the ecosystem yeah because if, if their page has two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand 
followers and they reshare your video, you're grateful for that. Yeah, that's in true. fact, a lot of those pages can charge you for that. Once they get up to a certain amount of followers, they so it kind of flips the script a little bit because now are we if a page has 2000 followers and they're sharing our stuff we're like, hey, don't share our stuff. But a yeah. page has 300,000 followers like, hey, could you please share our stuff? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a little uh, yeah. it's a yeah, it's, it kind it's of a little hypocritical. You, <laughs> it is a little hypocritical. And um, and I'm always having to, to question myself about yeah. that. Well, and, that's what, you know what? And that's what, uh, I don't want to sound like, you know, full of myself or anything, or that I'm better than anybody. But that's sort of like what, how, what keeps you balanced in all this stuff is you have to say, oh, I feel this way. But then like explore it and say, okay, well, you know, this, it, this makes sense in this space. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it, you have to in everything you have to like kind of like deconstruct it and kind of make sense of the whole situation. And that's kind of what we're doing right now. We're saying, well, like, well, we don't like this, but then we're saying, mm-hmm. well, you know, if you really think about it, you know, yeah, and I think the lot not enough people actually have a conversation with someone else because when you start to talk about something, then you start to realize like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, that oh, sounds no, weird. No, I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Or, th- or, or this or that, you know, yeah. if you just have a, conversation by yourself you're just you're either you're usually get more angry mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah well yeah because like you just it's you're just in your own mind you know yeah. and it's very easy you know as a human being to convince yourself of something you know with it with it not being necessarily correct mm-hmm. it's very easy for your brain to tell you like hey man you know d- don't worry you know this you're right you're right you know <laughs> yeah but, uh, but so the other, you know, the, one of the other things that we wanted to talk about, and I'll let you go first on it, is you want to talk maybe about some of our favorite creators or people that have inspired us to kind of do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I like to give, a, you know, um, that's all I do is watch YouTube. So my, my um, workflow per se is I wake up in the morning, I make breakfast, I come in the office. I turn my computer on and I opened up YouTube and I see if there any of the people I follow have uploaded any videos and I start to edit photos or edit videos. And throughout the day I'm watching YouTube as I'm doing this. So, and I don't just watch car stuff either. It's, it's all kinds of stuff. Cause I learn by watching these other channels. And if you just watch car channels, sometimes it doesn't, you don't, you're not learning too much. Mm-hmm. If you watch like I watch, um, for example, I watch a lot of camping stuff. I'm not a big camper. Mm-hmm. I don't go camping, but I like watching them. So I kind I kind of see what they do and and how they talk to the camera or or what they're do what they're doing on camera, and maybe I can implement that in some of my videos, mm-hmm. even if it's just talking to the camera in my garage, mm-hmm. or how they open a door or how they how they engage with their audience, and you know. So there's um. The ones that I I watch the most, there's a guy called Living the Van Life. That's his channel. Is that the the guy and his wife? No, this is just a dude. Oh, okay. One guy, and uh, he started in a little Volkswagen van, and now he's got a Mercedes or a Sprinter, oh, nice. and he just drove all the way up to the top of Alaska, and now he's in Baja, and the way he makes his videos, they this goes back, they are long. They're twenty to thirty minutes long. Sometimes the first ten minutes, there's not one word spoke. It's literally cinematic pictures of where he's driving drone shots and all this stuff. And then he'll cook an entire meal and not say a word. It's just the pan and the fire crackling and opening different stuff. And it's just really cool. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. I got to check that one out. 
Yeah. Um, so for me personally, I thought about this. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. My my YouTube consumption is so random and so all over the place. And uh, I I go through swings. So like I'll follow somebody, get really into what they're doing. And um, I'll like do that for a while and then I'll sort of like lose interest in it. And, and there's two reasons for that. One, it's just maybe it's just me, my personality, but I just like, okay, you know, this is, this is fun, but I don't really find it fun anymore. And two, I almost have to stop watching stuff because I will start emulating those people Mm -hmm. and it'll start bleeding into my videos, which actually, Mm -hmm. to be completely honest with you and the audience, that's how, what started this whole thing. Uh, I've said this before, Casey Neistat, you know, you're the one who actually told me about Casey Neistat. So I started watching Casey Neistat videos that shaped my whole beginning of making videos. Like, and I honestly, I was just emulating him. I was just yeah. basically making videos like he did. Cause I thought his videos were interesting. I thought mm-hmm. he was cool and I wanted to make stuff like him. So that's what I did. All, if you watch all of my early stuff, it is basically just a copycat version of Casey Neistat. You and every other vlogger. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Casey is huge. He is a huge, mm-hmm. huge YouTuber, but that also brings up a point too, because if someone is going to start doing this with no direction, it is good advice to just find someone you like and maybe just start emulating that until you find your style. Yeah, yeah there's, the nothing, there's definitely nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that and, and so, you know, when you said, like, think of some of your favorite creators, currently, I honestly don't have, like, favorite creator, <laughs> someone I'm, like, watching all yeah. the time. What I'm sort of doing is I just, like... I, I have the same workflow as you. Mine's a little bit different because I have to like go into the shop and like, you know, print t-shirts and stuff. But when I'm at my desk doing like office type work, my my workflow is the same, which is like editing, you know, videos, photos, and then just watching random videos. Like actually right now, and YouTube is really, really good at this. They're like, oh, hey, you like that video? Let's show you 20,000 more of them. So I'm watching <laughs> all of these old 90s videos of guys doing graffiti in L.A., Mm-hmm. And they're all f- super fascinating to me. And I'm like, and it, and I start like, I get obsessive about stuff too. So I start like learning about stuff. I do it with like music. I do it with, you know, trucks and, and vehicles and stuff like that. And even like, um, I'll very much get into something like making coffee. It's like, I'll watch all these videos mm-hmm. on how to make a, the perfect cup of coffee. So I'll like try to do that, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, and currently that's what it is. It's like watching all these like graffiti guys from the nineties. Yeah do this thing. So now I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. Who is this guy? So I like research and like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's, and then you start learning about this whole different culture. So my YouTube consumption is very random yet very, um, not informative, but it's like, I go on deep dives on stuff. Well, I do the same thing. And, and I have written down right here. There's, I have the car stuff that I watch is like, there's this guy named the Chevy dude. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I found him. It was on some other car channel, but he's, if you ever want to buy a car, yeah, Go his watch his videos because yeah. he's going to show you what to get and what not to get. He's a car salesman. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Rich Rebuilds is oh, another yeah. channel that I watch. But I don't watch every single one of his videos. I only watch certain ones. Same with like Cletus McFarlane. I don't really watch the drag racing videos, but I watch when he has his little mini jet boats because mm-hmm. that's that's cool to me. And it's kind of the same. I will fall off of channels. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll watch them religiously and then I'll just fall off. And I'll just go to something else. And I think that's a, the YouTube audience is different than like a television show audience where mm-hmm. if you're, if you're watching a TV show, you're going to watch an entire season 
and then the next season and the next season usually yeah. until that until that's over but youtube audiences are so quick to change course and that's kind of what you're talking about about your your original your following like most not most but some of the subs that you got in the beginning aren't watching youtube videos anymore yeah and now are they're watching other videos yeah the other different channels you know like um and that's really a good point to bring up when we're doing all this stuff again getting like discouraged about things or you know you can't get discouraged about this stuff you can't look at these numbers and get discouraged you just sort of have to like find find what's working and focus on that you know what i mean because like it's very easy to open up and youtube is such an analytically driven thing a number driven thing like you open up your video your latest video and then you look at the like uh i don't know how many creators are out there but for the creators who are out there when you look at like the the top top video like the performance of the video and you see all the arrows and they're all pointing down <laughs> like oh yeah oh your retention <laughs> is down oh your views are down like everything is down you could eat very easily like why the hell am i doing this yeah if you're not a creator and and basically youtube will tell you flat out oh this this video sucks yeah like, but the thing is is it, it doesn't and this is the point that i'm trying to make is it doesn't suck analytically it sucks however when you get people messaging you saying, oh, dude, I love the video. Yeah. Thanks for showing my truck. You know, oh, man, I miss that show, but I really wish I, I watched your video and really wished I was there. Those are the things that I try to focus on and forget I, about yeah, this stuff. Yeah, and you have to do that because we're in a, as a society, whether I feel bad for kids growing up these days because mm-hmm. everyone's just on Instagram or whatever comparing numbers. You know, how, how many followers do you have or how many this or how many likes did this photo get? And it's a constant challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, a number game, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, you have any other channels that you watch that are pretty interesting or you like said, I you're doing said I'm just, I'm just so like, if you were to look at my, my, uh, homepage on YouTube, you'd be yeah. like, Oh, what yeah. are you? What? what? Yeah. Mine will go. <laughs> mine has like, um, Matt's off road. Oh yeah. That one's so, great. Off road. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have the smoking tire podcast. And then next to that will be a sailing channel. Cause I watch sailing channels. Mm-hmm. These, uh, YouTubers that, tra- that, live on boats mm-hmm. and they travel around the world and then the camping and then yeah it's just all over the place yeah. like, like i said i kind of like to take oh and then i'll go on a deep dive about like mike tyson or something like yeah that. and then all these like, videos will pop up and yeah. you know that kind of brings up another mm-hmm. little small thing about this whole thing the social media is so ultrally tailored to your taste to mm-hmm. the point where like i have to actively like stomp things out because you know, I won't get into specific things that I don't like personally as a person, but sometimes I'll end up finding something and I'm like, oh, I don't really like that. But the YouTube algorithm said, oh, you watch that video? Here's 10 more. So yeah, you, it's almost, you have to like, yeah, you have to actively, yeah, you have to actively like be like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, yeah. which is a double-edged sword because now are you creating like this echo chamber that like you live in or like you know (laughs) it's 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 all very a slippery slope as they say you know because you know if you it's so tailored that maybe you don't you're not being exposed to something else you know what i mean but at the Mm -hmm. same time you know you there is a certain like happiness to it you know you got like i went through a thing where i was following all these different things and it was like like physically making me angry all the time and I had yeah. to be like, no, no, wait, stop, stop, stop. And I had to remove myself from that. 
you know so i think today as a society we have to be just just very cautious about how we move through this space yeah you have to control your social media you can't let your social media control you because i it like can that. it can i like that can, it can control you i mean if you i me and you really don't go on facebook at all anymore yeah that's true and i go on facebook and i just see hatred and evil and like people and i'm just like no i'm i can't deal with it mm-hmm. and that's because those people are seeing whatever social media wants to show them because whatever they're clicking on it's just a it's over and over and over it's again. like a feedback loop yeah so on, on facebook when i was actively on facebook more i would say no i don't want to see this mm-hmm. or i don't like this because i don't want that i just don't want to see stuff like that yeah yeah whatever it is, whether it's t-shirts or advertising, whatever it is, you just say, I don't want to see that. And if you do it enough, it will learn what you like and, but you have to control it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to actively do it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I think we are at like, we're just about an hour. Yeah. A little over an hour. I think this was a really productive conversation. I think we, we kind of got, you know, a lot of things out there. Um, I didn't think it was going to go this long and I had a bunch of questions. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I didn't know how long we were going to deep dive on this stuff. Yeah. I went through and I kind of screen capped a bunch of questions Same. from, uh, do you think we from, should do uh, a whole episode of just questions? I think, that, I think so. Yeah. I, I think, think maybe so. next week we could do that. Yeah. We've got, well, and, and I'll get a, my notes a little bit more dialed. Cause I was just like, click, click, click yeah. screen cap. I, them, I, so. I literally did that two minutes before that goes back right back to the beginning of this episode that we were talking about. I was doing the same thing. I was screen capping them five minutes before we started. This and episode. actually that might fall into the the part that may not, because we had a little, you know, out of the gate thing, you know, at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. But what we were saying is, is maybe people are under the uh, assumption that this is some well thought out thing with our notes and stuff. And we're thinking about this thing all week. We are literally throwing this thing together 10 minutes before we go hit the air. <laughs> but we do have to be more disciplined when we're sharing this stuff. Right. See, um, it all fits together. <laughs> yeah. Because like this, this one is going on my channel. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the lead and I will take the lead on sharing stuff on the drop. Right. And then when it goes on yours, you got to take the lead and kind of yeah. do it because it's going to, we need to attract more viewers in order to keep this thing going. We're going to keep it going no matter what, because I'm mm-hmm. having a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I'm and, still and having a same, blast doing this. Same thing with the YouTube channel and all that. It goes back to, I'm going to keep doing it mm-hmm. because I enjoy it. I enjoy making videos with, with music. I enjoy the music. I enjoy all that stuff. Um, sometimes it just gets a little, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Like now, when you just... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to bring up a point. This might start another 10-minute conversation. But you say that you like the the music, the creating. What What is your favorite part of the process? And I mean the entire process, like going to the show, filming, coming back, editing, once the video's posted, the 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 stuff that comes after that. Finding the right song. That's my favorite part. Because uh, once that happens, I it everything comes together. Um, I don't know how you do it, but um, I'll get home. I dump all my footage. Usually, sometimes I didn't. But uh, dump all my footage. And then when I get ready to edit, um, I, make, um, I make bins in Premiere. And, I, and I'll put like main cam, vlog cam. And then I start to, I start to piece it together as I'm looking for music. 
So I'm creating a story with starting to piece it together as I'm listening to music. So I'm watching the footage and I already kind of know how I film the show. Um, if I film, if I have a lot of footage, then I can, then I'm going to be looking for, I can look for a slower pace type music or it just, it just, uh, it all depends. But like I'm editing the cancer show from out in your area right now. Mm-hmm. And I found a song in almost so fast that was so what that fits really well. So that's my favorite part is once if the music's flowing well and the, the clips are flowing good. Um, I like that part. That's really, that's, that's interesting that you, I, I am the, it's, it's so funny how you and I, we do this, all the same things, but we're all, we're very, very different when it comes to all this stuff. So for me, I kind of do the same thing. I don't do it within Premiere, but what I'll do is, is I'll, I'll do it in my finder and I'll have like my A camera, my B camera. And oh, then well, you have to, you have to do that's what you, I do that too. Well, yeah, that's what you're saying. Like your bins is kind of the same thing. It's the same. I, my folders on, 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 in finder. Mm-hmm. You know, A cam, vlog cam, GoPro, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just recreate those in Premiere, right? Because so, it makes. I don't have to go back into the Finder. I can. The Finder is gone now, and I can do it all in Premiere. Oh well, then maybe that's something I need to pick up to make me make my workflow a little easier. But what my my point is is like you saying what you do is you take bits of footage and you start laying it out, and then you find the song and put it in. Like I have to find the song first like that's mm-hmm. the first thing and that's actually my least favorite part is because it yeah. takes so long to find the right music but like you said once you find it you drop it in and then it starts coming mm-hmm. together so my my favorite parts of the process is is the beginning and the end the mm-hmm. beginning going to the shows getting the footage being there being in the moment getting all that stuff and then the end once it's posted like well, after it's posted there are some people who there are some creators who say like you know, like you said earlier, you get so involved in the video that once it's done, you're sort of like, I have been there so much that I kind of don't want to relive mm. it where I'm different. So like, I'll get to the end, I'll post it. And then maybe this sounds a little conceited, but I'll watch my videos a few times. Probably. With, oh no, I, I do the same thing. Oh, okay. When someone shares my video, I'll watch the video. Do you watch it? Because you're like, what, why I'm did not they, what, what do they that, find interesting? Yeah. I'm not saying that when I'm done with the video, I'm done. Oh, okay. I'm done with the video. I don't want to go back into Premiere and edit more stuff. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Like I editing. see what you're saying. Because sometimes if you're just editing a teaser, that teaser, you can't just clip it out of the, the main footage. You got to kind of edit it together yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. No, when I post it on, my favorite thing is when people share the videos. Oh, okay. So when I go on Facebook and I post that the, the link or whatever, I get tagged in something. I love that stuff. And I will go and rewatch the video almost as like I'm pretending like they're watching it too. I do the and same I, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing because I, like from my perspective, I'm like, like, oh, this this person took the time to watch a video, then took the extra time to share it. Like, what what did they find so interesting? So I'll, mm. I'll rewatch it. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so we're very similar in that yeah, way. I thought we thing. were different. But uh, no, and, I, and I and I like to put the clips on the timeline as I'm listening to the music too because it saves time a little bit because you now you're because you know almost how you're going to build the show. Mm-hmm. You already know in your head how the how the clips are getting. They're not exactly layout, but if you're if they're on the timeline and you're starting to build something, then you can just once the music's there, you can lay the music down and adjust the clips and go. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. really like that music okay. because sometimes you'll hear I'll hear or you'll hear a song and you're like this will work. Once you get into it, you're like this doesn't work. Yeah, I've had so that I'll down before. I'll download anywhere from 10 to 15 songs Oh wow! and only use two or three because oh. I'm like, Oh, this sounds good. And I'll throw it on there and I'll get a little bit. I'm like, Nope, 
Nope. Nope. Oh, that's interesting. That's that's again where you and I differ because maybe you know, maybe that's yeah maybe I need to take the time to do that because I'll try to force it sometimes. You know. Yeah, you can't like I can't force it if it doesn't if it's not driving mm-hmm. with the footage or whatever. I can't. I, I might try to force it for like a second or two, mm-hmm. but I I just can't because I, I can't because once that I have to edit. You know, if the song's two and a half, three minutes long, whatever it is. I will get so frustrated because it's not working out mm-hmm. that it just it won't work for me. Hmm. So, no, that's, that's but every everyone's workflow device. is different. Yeah, yeah everyone's, everyone's workflow is different. It's amazing to watch other people how they do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just like, and in my head, I'm like, why are you doing that? It works better for me like this. And then I'm thinking, well, if it works better for them like that, then it's. I it know. Is. I I often post like uh, I'll post a story of me working on a video, and I, I feel a little like. Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but like, so you'll, will show your timeline. And for those not familiar with Premiere, it's just like, you're showing the overall edit and yours is so complicated. Like it's clips, multiple layers, adjustment layers, like all of this stuff. And then I look at mine and mine is just this linear thing is just music footage, music footage. So that's like, because I think that's because once you start, I edit more for a living mm-hmm. versus you edit for a living. Hmm? You see what I'm saying? You that like I, no, I edit for a living uh-huh. versus you editing for a living. Oh, I see what you're you, saying. You, you, it would be like me trying to make t-shirts and I'm edit and I'm doing it very simply, I like as simple as possible. And I look at you, I'm like, that you're doing it way more complicated, but no, you're actually, it's just cause you're used to making t-shirts I and see. I'm not where you, if you're editing every day, you start to do it differently. I see. I, I think, you know, cause like when I'm stacking those different lines, it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. If I'm just because I I want to know where these clips are ending and and beginning and all that stuff, but I think we're going to lose the audience on this because yeah. they're like, "What are you guys, <laughs> like, talking, what are you guys about? talking about?" I was now just we're talking. just talking. Yeah, I was just w- wanted to find out what your what your favorite parts were of the whole process. So we the are whole similar. Process is my favorite. Yeah, we're, yeah, I think we're very similar now that we've broken it down and kind of gotten into it. I think we're very similar in what we like I think about most, the process. Yes, yeah. yeah, most people are. Um, but yeah, anyways, what is, uh, what's going on next for you? What's going on next, actually, for us, because I'm rolling with you up to that C10, uh, uh, what is it called, Slowdown, C10 Slowdown? C10 Slowdown, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, we're going to roll to that in a couple weeks. Which is going to be great, because the topic I've wanted to talk about is C10s. Okay, yeah. And, and, the, um, and the, that, not really C10s in general, but just kind of like that, that whole world, how it evolved mm-hmm. from something to what the craziness that it is now. So it'll be good for you to go to a, like a C10 style show. I've been show wanting then, to experience one for a long time yeah. and I've been wanting to go to Dino's for a long time, but you know, maybe whatever, how it is, but it was usually the weekend before the Chubb show. So mm. like we're doing the Chubb show and I'm like, uh, I always talk myself out of it, but I need to stop doing that and I need to be more proactive <laughs> and just going to do it. And that's why I'm going on this with you. Cause like it's, uh, I could just be like, well, you know, I got, I don't really don't want to go, you know, but I'm yeah. not, we're going to go. It's going to be fun. We're going with one of our favorite people, Mike Milan from perfect poise, yeah. uh, poised hipster on Instagram. That's going to be a lot of fun. I want, I'm looking forward to hanging out with him. Um, yeah. So that's the, the, that. And then after that, actually, I think the weekend after that is going to be the Neptune's net cruise hosted, uh, by mini truck revival. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a good one. Uh, I actually, if Vic, if you're listening to this, I have to break it to you right now that I do have a previous thing that I'm doing that weekend. I'm heading to Vegas for, uh, Shannon. Oh, Shannon's. Yeah. Shannon, uh, from freaks of nature, his 50th birthday is the next weekend. And there's this huge, 
party going down in Las Vegas, and I'm going to there to document it. So I'm, yeah, I'm going. I'm going there for fun. It's going to be a ton of fun, but I'm actually going to do something. I'm gonna. I'm going to make like a documentary style video of Shannon's fiftieth birthday. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun because it's something different. Like you know, I don't think it's going to have a lot of truck stuff in it or a lot of car stuff in general. But uh, it, this is sort of like a um, like the, a people thing, you know. Yeah, I think that goes back to where. I get frustrated at doing, I've been doing show videos with music for the last 12 years now. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to branch out and do different things, but I always end up right back to where I was. And, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm not doing shorter videos or longer videos or whatever. I think that's just me kind of venting about, Mm -hmm. about doing the same thing for so long. And like, I want to get out there and I want to branch out and do something different, but I just don't know what. Yeah. No, I feel the same way because, like, no, I, I mean, I still do, like, well, because we're looking at it from from two different parts. Like, you've been doing it for 12 years. I've only been actively making uh, videos since 16. So 2016 is when yeah. I, so I'm still in that mode where I, 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 I'm just trying to figure out different ways to do this, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's easy to get into a repetitive thing where you're just like, okay, trucks, music, trucks, music, trucks, music. But I, I'm, try, I'm always trying to, like, add a little something different to it. You know, so that's my perspective yeah. of it. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a hard area to navigate mm-hmm. because for income wise, my video like I make money making videos, going to shows, selling merch, rinse and repeat. To stop that, if I wanted to like do something different, I mean, obviously make money um, doing photo photography and videos for clients and stuff too, but to stop the grinder TV YouTube channel and readjust and do something different. I, I don't know. It would be, I would feel weird, you know? Yeah, no, I totally get it. Totally get it. But, uh, yeah. So my computer is actually, my hard drive is almost full. So I think we need to, to wrap it up soon before it just says you have no more room to record stuff. So, uh, oh, what do you, rec- what, what's full? I thought you were recording on your camera. No, no. Like the audio. The audio is... That's filling up your... your Yeah, I'm dangerous. Yeah, I I need to work on some stuff with this laptop. It is dangerous. It's only like a 500 gig uh, hard drive. That's all mine is. Yeah, but I I have a... I need to to work some stuff Take stuff off of your hard drive that you don't use. Yeah, that's what I'm going (laughs) to do. But uh, you got any final thoughts for this whole thing? Um, No, man. I'm excited for the C10 show and that road trip and... I think that's it. Yeah. So. I don't know. Cool. And more guests. We got to figure out some guests. We, yeah, we, we need more. Yeah, we definitely need more guests. Um, I will talk off camera about some ideas that I have. And uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do that. All right. That's it. Cool. Go visit our websites and buy stuff and enter to win the Legacy Ragtop. And we also got, I got the next prize sitting in the uh, living room here. Oh. And it's it's the chemical guys. It's a whole bunch of detail stuff. Nice. So Right yeah. on. Cool. Yeah. So go check them out. LiveLifeCustom.com grinder-tv.com and we'll see you guys next week bye